Welcome back to another episode of Rewilding for Women, where we talk about empowerment, but empowerment from a very deep place. We share practices, we share tools, we share different tips and different ways of going within to open up to our fullness. Today's episode is a massive topic that I'm really excited to bring to you, and it's called Healing the Mother Wound. I know. Uh, pretty big, really, really big. I try to share things that aren't necessarily talked about out there with regards to the mother wound. So there's a lot of different aspects that we see in the rewilding work that might not be readily available out there in other sources, other books and other different workshops and things like that. So Hopefully this workshop will bring you some new things and new ways to look at things. Again, this particular podcast episode was recorded as live stream in our Rewilding for Women Facebook group. And if you're not a member, I suggest going onto Facebook, just searching for Rewilding for Women. It's a free group. It's a circle of women and we do these live every week. So if you're interested in that, it's a great place to connect and to just feel in to other practices of rewilding, other stuff that gets shared in there. It's a pretty special place. The other thing is if you're not already a subscriber to rewilding, do so. We share a lot of subscriber-only information and offers and different things through our newsletter. So that's really easy to do. Just go to our website, rewildingforwomen.com, and you'll see name and email. It takes two seconds, and we don't bomb you with a lot of stuff. Everything that we send out is from the heart, and it's for those who are in our circle. So if you're not a member, please go do that. Otherwise, enjoy the episode. Let's talk about the mother wound. Um, before we do that, let's just open up some space together. Uh, so let's just sit, take a second. To start to feel into your bodies, start to breathe into your belly, um, just start to come in to self a little bit, start to acknowledge that we're sitting in circle together. So just a couple of deep breaths, maybe holding an intention, um, maybe starting to feel into connection to your mother, uh, that's, a, that's kind of a beautiful way to start to drop in deeper. So I know that these live streams, there's a lot of talking, but you can also come into these from a space of depth, from a space of that experiential place. Um, so just breathing a bit, maybe holding that intention to either connect with your own mother or to connect with the great mother, I would strongly suggest the first one um, to just start to feel into that. I would also suggest to possibly hold a space of, um, of open-mindedness. So to come into this with the defenses as far down as they can possibly go. <laughs> so when we start talking about mother wound, when we start talking about these things that are close to the heart, we come up against a lot of defenses. Um, so 
if we can hold this intention to see as clearly as possible ourselves, to, uh, to be as open as we possibly can, can be, we'll get more out of it. So that's my biggest tip here for the next like 20 or 30 minutes that we spend together, right? Is how brave can you be? How, how courageous can you be in seeing things that you might not want to see? Uh, feeling things that we might not want to feel. So when we start to walk into this territory, uh, it might be this instant feeling of like, oh, that's not so comfortable, and then suddenly everything switches off, right? See, I'm seeing all of these hearts um, because I think everyone kind of understands this, and especially when we start going into some of the deeper stuff where uh, more of the potency lies, there's, there's those walls around it. So defenses, I talk a lot about this. Fiona, hi, beautiful. I talk a lot about this in workshops um, and when we work together through practices, kind of name the different defense mechanisms. And I've done a podcast on this, so I don't want to go into this a lot. If you want, you can go back and look at one of the podcasts, something about like... (laughs) At owning your shit or something, I can't remember, something like that. Belinda, if you know which podcast episode I'm talking about, can you post it? Or if somebody knows what I'm talking about, can you post it? But you'll, you'll see which one it is. Anyways, um, I'll just give you a couple of them so you know. One defense that can come up when we start to talk about these, these woundings, when we start to talk about these parts of self, one defense is that skating out. Right, so you, you kind of know the feeling, like you're in your body, and all of a sudden you're up here, and you're just like, oh yeah, things are just really nice. <laughs> when actually, like three seconds before, you were in the pits of despair, wanting to puke your guts out, or you were raging and you were really freaking pissed off, and then suddenly you're like, oh yeah, that's a defense. <laughs> uh, another defense is getting really tired, switching off. Right, this is the mind, and it does all these things to protect us. So I'm kind of sharing this, no, I'm not, not kind of, I am sharing this as a way of setting us up so that we can walk into this territory with the shields down. You, you can have the shields up elsewhere in the world, right? But we're in rewilding, like we're sitting in like big mama space. This is a place where we can take the shields down. Uh, most likely your mom's not here. Most likely your family's not here. And if they are, well, there's a reason that they're here too, right? But this is a place where we can let those defenses down. Uh, we can come into that vulnerable place. That's where, where this authenticity lies. That's where uh, the derubbling is at, right? That's where this big, that's, that's, where, that's where we're working to get to, the depths of self. Okay, so with that, Let's just do one big deep breath in together and then one big breath out. And then let's just do our big um, I see you and I see self. And uh, so we can do that with lots of hearts. And this is kind of our way of just like, hey, I'm here. I'm here. I'm present. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come into this um, as fully as I possibly can come into this uh, with as much love for self and with our group. Okay. Yes. I love it. They need to give the host a heart button. I really want a heart button on my end so I can hit some hearts. (laughs) Okay. Oh, I love you ladies. Um, ego free time, Amanda. Uh, that's absolutely it. Uh, you just, you just nailed it. Um, that's, that's what we're doing. Getting past the mind, getting past the small little mind. So, okay. Let's, let's do it ladies. 
The first thing that we need to talk about is what is the mother wound? Um, it has been defined as a lot of different things by a lot of different people. I'm going to share with you what I see when working with women and working with men around mother, the face of the feminine that is the mother. So I'll kind of explore it that way. We talk about the five faces in rewilding. Um, and one of those faces is the mother, right? Now, it's interesting because the mother is a very accepted face of the feminine in our society today. So I've also talked a lot about how of the five faces, there's typically two that are accepted in our society today. And one of them is the mother. It's a pretty accepted rule. But just because it's accepted in our society doesn't mean that there's still not a lot of rubble sitting there or distortion sitting there. So some, um, some definitions of the mother wound are things like the feminine. Now, this is not my definition because I see a whole lot of other things that happen around the archetype of the mother and when we go into relationship with mother. But one of the things that is talked a lot about with the mother wound is um, the pain that the feminine feels for living in a patriarchal society. So the pain that gets carried from generation to generation within women um, because we are living in this very masculine-dominated patriarchal uh, culture. That's one way of describing it, and I would say that is a thread of the mother wound. One thread, a, a little thread of the mother wound. There's a whole lot more in there, um, but that's a little thread of the mother wound. So when I talk about what is the mother wound, it encompasses that, but the mother wound also encompasses the cellular memories, uh, I'm trying to think of the right words to say this, what we as little ones have absorbed in the womb of our mother. So every man and woman born into, uh, it, it, born, <laughs> their first encounter with the feminine, with God or goddess, with masculine or feminine, right, is, is mother. It's in the womb. That is, that is your very first encounter. Very first encounter, and it's, it's in, in the womb. Now, if we think about second chakra, so let's, let's just talk generally about second chakra. What's held in second chakra? What's held in womb space, right? There's a lot of sexual energy, energy down there. That's our, like, we, when we talk about second chakra, we talk, remember, it's like, it's orange, it's, uh, it's, it's creativity, it's sexuality. That's the area that we're hanging out in for nine months, just from a chakra standpoint. There's a whole lot more going on in there. But just from a chakra standpoint, we're hanging out in mom's sexual center, right? Like, do we all realize that? And a bit of her power center. So third chakra, power center. Then when we're birthed, we are birthed through the canal where mom has made love, right? We are, we are birthed through the yoni. We hang out in this place. We are birthed through there. We birth through the first chakra, right? So, so I'm sharing this with you as just a way of kind of expanding your mind, opening things up, and, and 
something you can do while you're listening to this is to just feel, like start to feel, right? We came into this from a very open-minded feeling place is feeling um, what have I absorbed in those nine months of being in the womb? What have I absorbed from moms? I mean, you're in, you're in her whole energetic field, right? She's, she's growing you in her belly. So of course, all of the wiring is there. Of course, you've got half DNA from her. So that's just, that's just imprints, right? That's imprints from mom. That's imprints from dad. We're not talking about the father stuff. Um, we're just talking about the mother. So we've got the DNA, but then you're, you're in her system. Now, there's that whole thing. There's the... You're hanging out in second chakra, third chakra. You get birth through first chakra. The other thing that we um, that we're just starting to get into, uh, maybe I shouldn't say just starting to get into. It's on like the peripheral edges of depth psychology, of of really deep, uh, yeah, really, really deep work. Is uh, is womb work? What happened in utero? What? What went on in utero? This is one of the most powerful things that we can work through as human beings is, is to go back into that um, and clear anything that happened to us in utero, in utero while we were hanging out there for nine months. So uh, mom may have had traumatic experiences. Mom may, had an ex- may have had an extremely stressful uh, pregnancy. She may have had lots of other things going on in her life. What was your birth like? Uh, was it a natural birth? Was it a cesarean section? Cesarean section babies. Uh, I've seen this in work. I'm not just um, saying this um, because it sounds like a nice thing to say. Have uh, a very different experience because it's not the natural birth process. Uh, they don't go through the birthing channel. So it's completely different. Um, so that's another part of... The, of healing this mother wound, right? So it's it's not just what's carried down the pain of the feminine from generation to generation to generation because we're living in this uh, patriarchal society. It's that, plus it's what's happened in utero, plus it's what kind of um, energetics or uh, what have we absorbed psychically growing up. Right? So, of course, this is another huge part of it. What has mom expected of us? What has she asked of us? What has mom said was acceptable and what was unacceptable based on her values? Right? So we raise our children based on our values and based on what we believe is right and wrong. <laughs> Do you see where I'm going with this? Does good girl resonate with anybody? <laughs> um, so I'm just wanting to see where everyone's at. So if this is making sense, I would love to see thumbs up or hearts or if there's questions. Uh, I would love to see some questions here around what we're talking about. I'm just kind of giving you the the different streams of what's in, this is a huge topic, right, ladies? Um, it's, it's freaking massive, and I could talk about this for a month, every day, for two hours, and we still wouldn't get to all of the different manifestations of mother wound. Um, awesome, okay, good. I'm glad that this is making sense. If anybody 
wants me to expand on anything, um, let me know. So I've talked about what is the mother wound. I wanted to talk a little bit about how does it show up now. So we sort of started to step into this. How does it show up? And one way is that good girl, right? So here's what a good girl looks like. Um, a good girl does this. A good girl doesn't get dirty. A good girl goes to church. A good girl um, stays quiet. A good girl... I'm just giving you lots of different things, right? And we've all been, uh, we all have different list of what good girl was um, for us. And the thing about it is when we're little, right? We're little, we, we want to be loved. We need to be loved. We need to get nurturing because we can't take care of ourselves. I'm not ready to go out and feed myself and clothe myself and uh, find a home myself. So we do whatever it takes to fit into the family structure. We do whatever it takes to get the love and to get the nurturing. Now, if mom gives us love and nurturing when we act this way, what do you think we're gonna do as little kids, right? We're gonna act this way. <laughs> because acting this way gets us this. Now, let's say, uh, do you see where I'm going with this? I'll just give you a little bit of an example of this, and I know that I've talked about this. I've talked about this before. It's a tiny little example, and you're gonna have to think of all the examples in your life. Um, that's what she said. <laughs> uh, okay, so a tiny little example of this is when I was little, uh, my mom had twins who uh, she lost them, I think, like around eight months, so really close. Um, she lost them at about eight months. A little while later, I was just really young, and I was kind of open, like I was really open, and I remember having a chat with my twin sisters. I was like, oh, wow, I can actually really feel them. I'm hanging out, and I don't know what I was doing as a little girl, but we were like playing, and I remember coming in going, hey, guess what, I was just playing with Mary and Marie. <gasps> that was not acceptable, right? Like, you were not just doing that. So I share that tiny little example, and it's tiny, 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 of, oh, I'm gonna shut that down, because that's not part of what is good girl. I did not get love from that. I got the holy shit response from mom. It's wound, it's a pain, it's pain, it's freaking painful. Right? She's still in a lot of pain over losing babies. I have no idea. I'm just out having a chat with my twin sisters, thinking it's the greatest thing in the world. But so what happened was I, sh I sh that shut down, right? That was like, oh my gosh, I have just caused mad chaos in the house. I have just caused an emotional eruption. My mom is in meltdown mode, and I've just done it. I am not doing that shit again. <laughs> Do you see what I'm saying? Now, um... Is that wrong of mom? Hell no. Was she doing the best that she could with what she's carrying and what she's holding? Yeah. That's the thing with this, these mother, uh, with these mother wounds is <laughs> if we actually want to let them go, we cannot project them onto mom. Nothing can be projected onto mom. Nothing. I'm not just saying this, I know this to be a fact because the second that you put that blame outside of you, you've just given away the power to change that within you. 
Do you understand what I'm saying here? So the second that you say, it was mom's fault, mom shut me down, right? You are now an adult who doesn't have to stay shut down in order to please mommy, right? You don't have to shut that gift off in order to get love and to be accepted, right? So a lot of this inner child work is around us taking full responsibility for loving the shit out of our inner child, loving the crap out of the little one, supporting the crap out of, out of the little one who's in us, who might be scared or might be whatever um, that's coming up for us. A great practice around this is for us to take responsibility to love the little one within, but for us to also step in and tap into the great mother. So now, this is an opportunity for us to expand into the divine feminine face of the mother. So to start to fall into the unconditional love of the divine, the big, the big mama, right? Um, who doesn't have wounds, right? Our, our mothers are not perfect. They're human. We came in, though, as these little souls who were just wanting unconditional love. Like, can't you just love me through everything so I can just unfold to be whoever I am and all my gifts are totally accepted and blah, 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 blah. Even though you had a hell of a time growing up and your mom was shut down and your mom's mom was shut down and your dad did whatever your dad did and blah, 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 right? Um, but... So moms are human, mom's human, right? She's got a lot of foibles. She's got, she's got a lot of things going on. It's not easy to be a mom. Uh, and, and so for us to take that back, to fully own, fully own. The other thing that I wanna share with you is that you signed up for that. <laughs> if we step out of this like little tiny view of the world and we step up higher and now we start to view it from a soul level, right? Like get, get out of this little tiny mind and you get up here and you're looking at this from a soul level. I'm sorry to say this, but you chose your parents. Your soul said to their souls, yes, you are perfect for me. All of your mess ups, all of your shit, all of the crap you're carrying in your womb, all of the shit you're gonna put me through in my childhood, that is perfect for me. That is exactly what I need to experience in this life. Exact, all, all of it is what I need. That's, that's perfect for me, that's what I need. So if we can come from this, this higher place, not this small, little, wounded, placing the blame, me, 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 it's not going to heal anything, right? It's, you're just going to stay in the perpetual pattern of, of repeating. But if we can get up here and see that that's a contract. We had a contract. And we're honoring this contract by coming in. She's honoring her contract by holding you in her womb for nine months. And so you can also think about this if you are a mother. Um, and when you start to see, because I know that there sometimes comes a lot of shame when you start to go in deep, right? When you start to do some of this really deep work, you start to see some of the things that are repressed. You start to see some of the like the witchy bits and the, the icky bits and, sorry, I shouldn't say witchy bits because sometimes that word gets weird, but 
like some of the more rubbly bits, some of the more distorted bits, the repressed bits, the bits that aren't clean and pure. So you start doing this work and you go, oh my God, what have I done to my children? So I see, I see this in women all of the time. And of course, that's very valid and very fair to go, oh, oh. And then there's always this moment of like, oh, what do I do? Get this stuff out of me. Quick, let's purify the lines. How do I de-rubble faster? Sabrina, oh my God, just strike me with the lightning bolt so I don't pass this on to my kids, right? But from that high, high, high place, <laughs> they have signed up for that. They've signed up for the journey that you're on. Of course, we still all have free will and, you know, it's, it's, it's all, it all shifts and changes and at every single moment, things are changing. But they've signed up for your messiness because that's perfect for them. But I also can say this is when we start to do the de when we start to heal the mother wound, it doesn't just heal it in us. It heals us generations forward. And also, it starts to heal generations back. And you'll see it. You'll see it. I have a thousand examples of this. Thousand examples of this. I was doing a workshop. This is a good one. Between me and my mom. We just talked about this the other day, actually. Um, and it's great that I'm on my mom's front porch while doing this. Isn't that fun? <laughs> so... Uh, I was doing a workshop and it was on the, there were two workshops and I'll talk about the in utero workshop that I did. So I went through this whole process and I was a cesarean. So there's a lot of different things to work through when you're a cesarean. There's some cords that don't always um, naturally get cut because you're actually, you're cut, you know, she's cut open and you're taken out. So there are certain energetic cords that uh, sometimes don't always naturally peel away for those who have had cesareans, who've been born through cesarean sections. So I was going through this whole thing, and I'm in, <laughs> I'm in uh, this deep meditative state, and it was um, in utero, and I just got this sense of like, oh my gosh, there was, there was such a neediness to have a child, like this really weird energy of like, must get pregnant, must, must have baby. <laughs> I was like, oh gosh, what is this? Like, this is so weird, uh, what I'm feeling. And I didn't really know the history of how I was conceived or how many children my mother had lost before me. So I'm in this process and I'm going, wow, this is really intense. Um, I actually know that my mom had miscarriages before I was born. And you could, you could feel, the, I could feel the pain in, in, her, in her body, the grief and the fear of, oh my God, please don't let me lose another one. So you can, you, I could feel this. Now I had, no con I had no idea that my mom had miscarriages before I was born. I had no idea that they had been trying for years and it was this, like, this sort of energy that I was conceived in. Um, and then to go through the in utero process and then to um, have gone through the experiential um, birthing, and it was one of the most painful experiences that I've ever been through, uh, simply because of the way that I was born. Simply, be, I, she was in labor for like thirty some hours. Um, I always joke with her. I was born the day before her birthday. And I was like, Mom, I was just hanging out, like waiting for your birthday. Why couldn't you wait another eight hours? She's like, Sabrina, you knew what I was went through. <laughs> so. But when I went through that process, mom was on the couch all weekend, sick. 
I was cleaning, clearing things in me that were also cleaning, clearing things in her. So mom was on the couch all weekend. And this happened twice to us. So one was this when I was doing a lot of this in utero work. And then another weekend when I was going into some real like uh, family, ancestral, uh, sexual things, right? Some serious wounding around, uh, around sex. And so that was the other time when mom was on the couch sick. And I remember calling her like, hey mom, are you okay? She's like, oh, Breeze, I'm on the couch. I'm not well. Now, my mom's never sick, ever. She's like, I'm not well. I can't get off the couch. Stomach hurts. I just, I'm, I'm really sick. I was like, oh, Mom, I think it's because I'm doing this. And she's like, oh, my God, you're right. <laughs> so I only share those stories as examples of it not only going forward, us changing it for our daughters and our sons, but I'm also sharing this from a perspective of it going back. Uh, I talked about um, why it's crucial. Um, why? Thanks, ladies. I love you guys. Those are beautiful comments. Um, I talked a little bit about why it's crucial to heal the mother wound. But I think I want to touch a little bit more on that from a perspective of, <laughs> I see all of this stuff out there about embodying the divine feminine and awakening Shakti. And it's this like, yeah, I want to do these like big, beautiful awakening things. And I want to dance in my Shakti and I want to be open to... Uh, you know, the, the full power and, and magic of the life force that runs through me. <laughs> well, I can promise you, right, one of those big threads of Shakti, one of those big faces of the feminine or faces of the goddess is the mother. And it's not just how much we can embody the great mother. It's also <laughs> very tangibly and very physically, how does when we embody the Great Mother, how does that actually ripple out into our lives? So if you're coming to my workshop and you're telling me, oh, Sabrina, yeah, I've, I've done, I've, I've totally embodied my Divine Feminine. I'm, I'm really standing strong, especially in the face of the Mother. I'm, I'm really strong in it. I'm really solid in it. I can, I can open up to Durga. I've opened up to uh, Mother Mary. I've opened up to Ceres. Uh, you know, you've worked with all of these. And then I ask you, what's your relationship uh, with your mom like and you're like oh yeah yeah no 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 we 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 can't communicate uh it's just a disaster I go home and things just blow up well that's the actual <laughs> that's what the feminine's asking for right that's so when we talk about the sacred feminine the divine feminine it is about living here it is about bringing in the sacredness bringing in the divine into our lives here, not just transcending it and going out into these great meditative spaces like, yes, I can feel Ceres, <laughs> I can feel Mother Mary. Wrong, wrong. If you ever tap into the mother, she is going to ask you, you better get your ass back down here. You better get down to your first, second, third chakra. I want those roots of yours deep into the ground. I want you firmly planted on this earth, and I want you bringing in the divine to this world. And that includes the relationship with your mom, right? 
The beautiful thing about this is when you're doing the deep work with the mother archetypes um, and with some of the other archetypes like Persephone, who's not considered mother archetype, but she's, remember the myth, we just talked about this in one of the previous live streams around eclipse energy, was Persephone had to break away from mother, right? She was pulled underground by Pluto. That was her, like, big initiation into womanhood. Uh, so some of these archetypes, when we work with them on deep levels, right? Not this, like, foo-foo-la-la up here. On these deep embodied levels, it automatically shifts the patterns in our lives. It automatically shifts the relationship with our moms, automatically shifts these things in our lives. So it's do the deep work and then it translates into life. I hope that makes sense. All right, uh, if there are any questions, um, now is a great time uh, to to ask any questions. So I'll just leave it open for a second. I'm gonna look at my notes just to see if there's anything that I'm missing. What happens when we heal it? I said I was gonna talk about that. Um, sorry, I might have missed something. Okay, you're gorgeous, thanks, beautiful. Um, so what happens when we heal it? I think I just talked about it, right? We heal it, things in our natural world start to shift. But the other part of it is, is us coming into our fullness, right? It, it's when we want to come into our fullness, that's part of us having to come into our fullness, us breaking out of the good girl stuff, right? Us breaking out of any sort of things that we used to do to please mom or to keep mom happy or any sort of things we used to do to hold mom's emotions. I think that's a big one for a lot of women is I was responsible for mom's, mom's emotions. So therefore, like, I didn't really feel my own because I was always sort of this juggling of, of mom's emotions, right? Uh, the other thing is a lot of us who've grown up now um, in this particular, in my generation at least, depends on what country you're in, it's very different for everybody, but the masculine was, was put on this pedestal. But I was told that I could get onto this pedestal if I embodied masculine traits, right? So I think this is what happened for a lot of us where uh, we went through this, like, the, 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 uh, the, the air of the feminist. But it wasn't, like, true feminine empowerment. It was more of, like, no, I can actually stand in my masculine and I can then be CEO of a company from a masculine standpoint. This is one of the biggest mother wounds that I see. Biggest mother wounds that I see. Also, big father wound, because sometimes father will put this, no, be more masculine because you're stronger, you'll be more successful. You'll get further in this society if you're more masculine. So this is one of those like newer, if that makes any sense, newer mother wounds, that sounds weird, but uh, for uh, the younger generations is this like serious wounding around, well, this is what was acceptable. It wasn't the good girl per se, it was be like a tomboy, be like a boy, because that's what's gonna make you successful in this world. So these things all start to clear up. And, and that's where our fullness is at because we're peeling back the layers. It's just more of this peeling, 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 peeling. All right, my beautiful friends. Um, I think that's enough for one day. Um, I haven't seen any questions. 
So let's just end it um, with a whole lot of hearts, a whole lot of love. I'm super happy to have been here with you. If there are more comments that you want to share about anything specific or anything that you want to add, feel free to, like, please leave comments even after the live ends. I think there ends up being so much beautiful wisdom shared and just insights and different stories. So if anything popped up for you or you want to share something or say anything to the group, um, feel free to. I would love to hear uh, what happened for you, what arose for you, or what insights came. Okay, so much love, my friends, and thank you very much for being here because, again, we co-create this space together. So it's not just me. Like, I just show up, and you all show up, and then magic happens. So thank you all for being here. So much love, and I will talk to you soon. Bye.